All right, let's go for Check this. one, check two. My test, name is test, Savion. Test, this test. is Stephen Leduc. We got Chris. We got it. Gearheart. In yeah. the house. We're live at CrossFit Stephenville. Hopefully it's going to keep recording. You need to be in the middle. No, no. Let's go. Yeah. Bring okay. it. Yeah. That's the most you've talked ever. Look, you're all comfortable. You're laughing and stuff. That's the most you've talked ever. Look, you're all comfortable. You're laughing and stuff. Hey guys, it's uh, Chris and Savion back again with another episode of Beyond the Comfort Zone. I uh, hope everybody's doing well, had a good week. Um, we are a little bit late on our recording this week. We had some stuff going on this weekend, but uh, hope to have this out to you uh, no more than a day late. So uh, we had a question that came in, and uh, so we're going to try to address that. So we, we, we actually were able to uh, draw from you guys as opposed to uh, come up with our own topic um, and the question was what drives you um, internal mentality versus external motivation aka nature versus nature I'm sorry nature versus nurture um, and then uh, the next question which is sort of tied to that was do we excel because it's who we are and we are programmed to want to be successful or do we do it to please others because that's what makes a quote-unquote champion, uh, being better than the competition. And uh, so we tied in another topic that, that we've maybe touched on a little bit, mm -hmm. uh, visualization. And uh, so we're going we're gonna to call this one visualization and motivation. And uh, we'll talk a little bit about motivation, uh, internal versus external, uh, positive versus negative motivation. And then uh, also visualization as to uh, how to use visualization to drive your motivation right. or drive your goals. So, um, so what are your what are your thoughts? Opening up. So just when I read that topic from from her, Chris, and her is Brittany. You guys, this is Brittany Stewart. She lives in Stephenville. A trainer and her son often. Um, I just think internal mentality, Chris, and external motivation, I think they're, they work with each other, right? I don't think you can have one without the other, if that makes sense. Um, I think you have to want it inside anything you do. You gotta, like, you gotta know it, you gotta believe it, you have to see it, which goes to visualization, but you have to want it for yourself on the inside. And then external motivation, right? Like, it could be family, friends, uh, past trauma, anything like that, that's what's gonna push you to go after it, right? Almost like right. your why. So say, oh man, I'm 300 and I'm just using, using this as an example, you guys. I'm 320 pounds. Now now I'm telling myself on this, I mean, I, I gotta lose 100 pounds some way. 320, I wanna be 220. That's, 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 that's that mentality, right? Like I'm gonna do this, I'm gonna do that. I'm telling myself on that side. But then you got to go out in the real world, right? Maybe I have to hire a trainer because what I've been doing, it hasn't been working, right? Sitting on the couch, eating chocolate nonstop, right? This is not the life I need. I need somebody to motivate me externally to push me to be better. So I could, I could see where they both like just go, go with each other, kind of like coincide. Yeah. Um, no, I don't disagree at all. And I think that, uh, you know, when, when I first saw that, it, it took me a minute to really wrap my head around Same. it because I, I don't, I don't guess I've really put a ton of thought in it. You know, if I'm honest, you know, when we first sat down and, and talked about it, but um, you know, one of the things we came up with was, you know, that 
you, you know, motivation is some sort, sometimes sort of tricky. Um, and, and sometimes we're, you know, maybe motivated for the wrong reasons, mm-hmm. for the long, wrong things, um, you know, brought up negative motivation. And you said when we first talked about this, you're like, I've never even thought about negative never. motivation. Uh, you know, but sometimes motivation is is, uh, is actually a negative thing or, or comes from a negative source. Exactly. And that's one of the things we're going to kind of unpack here um, as, as we get going into this. Um, but before we do that, um, we were going to talk about Untethered Soul. You've been working your way through that. Yes, sir. We've talked about it. Um, so, so I'm curious where you're at on that now and, and what, you're, what you're getting from it. So, Chris, I'm at the tail end, and it just comes down to me just finishing it. Like, <laughs> but um, this is a book, you guys, I think everybody should read it before they die. Right? Like, <laughs> I know that probably won't happen, but this is a book that I wish I could have read when I was a 16-year-old. But where I'm at now, Chris, is like, it's still just the self. It's like realizing that you're just in this space. And like, I think what I read two days ago, he was explaining, he said, when you look in the mirror, like, are you really there, right? Like, he said something like your nose, your nose, your eyes, your ears. It's all like just, what is it? It's almost like materialistic is the way he made it sound but it's like is that me exactly yes that's it yeah and is that like, really who i am <laughs> exactly, what I yeah. Am? yeah and like the stuff you buy or what you put on like the real you is inside like you can't even see it yeah. like it's yeah so it's if, just, if, if your nose is you how can you observe your nose that's it that's it's, kind it's of the idea. crazy like, like and that, that's a that's yeah, a weird thing but like okay if if uh if, if I am the voice in my head, how can I observe it? Exactly. How can the observer be the observed? Um, so that book, Chris, it makes me like, <laughs> I like it. It makes me think like way more than I ever thought before. Yeah. Like even when I'm doing like my day-to-day stuff, I, I come back to thinking about the book. I'm like, so let me just feel, like let me feel this air. Let me just like be right here. Let me be inside. Like, you know, yeah. like, it, it, <laughs> it challenges yeah. me daily. Yeah, yeah. Well, and, and, and that kind of goes into that discussion about the present moment yep. and being able to find the present moment and realizing that, like, I am, th- there's more to me than all these things and this story and yep. um, my successes, my failures, my, um, there's more here. Yeah, uh, <laughs> that's it. <laughs> and so that's, a, that, that's really a, an out there concept if you've never thought about it He's like you never right. think about it because you think this is my nose and these are my thoughts and it's like wait he just so if i can see it then wait a second okay i, I don't understand you know but he starts to develop you know uh, it's it's basically you know i guess a spirit observation you know it's like the whole idea of a, you know a spirit observer yeah you know so like I, most people would say you know they have a spirit or a soul or whatever term you like and that's the true you and, and being able to unpack that from the story so and the deep. things that you identify with is, it is deep. It is. It is deep. Many books, Chris, like I read, I'm like, I'm either like, uh, let me go ahead and finish this. Like, you know, some books you're not really into, but since you bought it and started it, you want to go ahead and finish it. Yes. This book is not like that at all. No. Like, every time I pick up, I'm like, I start reading, I'm like, man, like I get drawn in. It's almost like, it's almost like a drug. It's like it's it's good, but it's bad, but it's good. It's like binge watching a television show. You know, I'm just like you want to just keep going. Yeah, and I don't want to tell my wife about it, which I know she probably don't even care about it because yeah, she yeah. got other stuff going. I'm like, man, God, leave. 
But so, anyways, I love that so book. you know, there's this idea in, in a lot of that teaching is that, you know, he can't teach you anything you don't already know. And that's the cool thing about reading that book is you're like, no, I think I've always kind of known this. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I couldn't unpack it, but I think that's I've it. always known this. Yeah. I, like, and it, it's just like, it's just like, he just peels back the layers. That's it. You know, and that's then, exactly, yeah. that's a, that's a great. And, and, and so you see it and you're like, I've always known this. Yep. <laughs> I've always known this, you know, but I couldn't quite figure it out on my own. And, yep. Um, yeah, it's really cool. Uh, Eckhart Tolle's book, uh, books are like that too. Uh, I think he actually even says that, you know, I can't teach you anything you don't already know. And then one is Power of Now by him, right? The Power of Now. Yeah, uh, that's, and, I think that's going to be my next one. The Power of Now is a really good one. That was his first book, I believe. And then he's got A New Earth. And then he's got maybe one or two more. I've read uh, both of those two books. Um, but, yeah, you know, so he talks about in that book, if you, you know, you talk about The Observer, um, which is what we're discussing here. Mm-hmm. He, he talks about when he first, uh, he talks about seeing a lady on a train. And she's like talking to herself. He's like, she's having like a full conversation, like her and somebody else. And I'm like, man, that lady's crazy. Mm-hmm. He's like, she must be like deranged. Like, I don't know where she's going, but, and he like watches her get off this bus and goes into the same building that he works at. He's a professor at a university. <laughs> and he realizes she's like a professor or a student there. He's like, wait. And then he, he like goes in the bathroom and he's having this internal dialogue about this lady. And he's like, wait, I'm doing the same thing she was doing. So she's crazy. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, and so that was one of his insights into this whole, like, wait, if I can see this conversation, then something's up. Exactly. Um, So anyways. I like it. All right. So getting into the motivation thing, um, you know, the first thing we've got is is natural motivation. Yep. and, and, you know, the question was, you know, are, are some people more naturally motivated um, or, you know, is it, is it an internal mentality, external um, and, and then nature versus nature? So I think I think that most people are born with a motivation towards others. I agree. I think that when you watch kids, you know, I've got kids and, and, and they care about other kids. They care about adults. They, um, and they're not, you know, obviously they have their issues like this is my toy and this is, you know, this bothered me so I got upset. But like in general, they're kind of like loving, caring people. And that's sort of where motivation comes from. So I think, you know, kids, I think people in general are born with a, a natural motivation towards others, mm-hmm. um, which we've talked about, you know, with purpose and mm-hmm. um, that you have to find a service of others somehow, um, you know, and, and I think that that's, that's part of what motivation is all about. I agree. So, so from a natural level, um, I, th- I think that most people are born with some, some sort of motivation. I agree with you. <coughs> Just motivation. When I think of motivation, Chris, I think of purpose, like mm-hmm. all the time. But I agree with that because the older I get, and you guys, I'm 27, so a lot of our listeners are probably around my age or older, so we can all relate. Like the older I get, the more I realize is, and this might not be the same for you, Chris, because you said you dealt with bullying and all that stuff. Yeah. But the times when I was the most happy, happiest in life was my like my younger days when I was just out and I was just free, right? Not really thinking. Obviously, yeah. you grow up, you, you get these bills, you get your husband, your wife, you have so many responsibilities, right? Really no time for yourself at times, but when you were that 10 to the, let's say eight to 15 year old, like you really just, it was just free, you were playing, 
like you didn't really have any worries, right? You did have external motivation, right? Coaches, teachers, parents, un uncles, aunts, all that good stuff. But like, I feel like we all deep down inside want to get back to that place where we're just, we're just extremely happy. We do have these responsibilities, but at the same time, we can just be ourselves, really not caring who's what other people think, right? We're just in that rhythm. But so I think I do agree with you. I think when you're born, you're born to want to like help others. Mm -hmm. I think deep down inside, I know there's some mean, rude, evil people in this world. Everybody like they want to help somebody. If it's yeah. one person or if it's a hundred thousand, like you're born to want to help others like people are for people like yeah yeah absolutely i mean and i think that we so i think that motivation is natural i do i agree uh, when you're young and and so you know i think sort of the discussion uh can you lose it though yeah and, and or why do you why do you lose it or why does it change yeah. why does it um why does it shift um for some people where there's maybe not much mm -hmm. or maybe motivated for the wrong reasons to the wrong things um you know i think that what happens as we begin to grow and, and mature is you you know different things happen mm -hmm. and um you know we begin to be told a story exactly you know like we need to you need to do that you need to earn money yeah you need to earn maybe a little money maybe a lot of money um, you need to look a certain way. You need to dress a certain way. You need to drive a certain vehicle. You need to be good at sports, you know. And you start getting told these stories, um, which in the end is a big lie. Yeah, there's you need to have a family. You need to take them to church. You need to, you know, do this in this order. It's almost like a template, and we talked about that. Yes, the, the quote-unquote American dream, That's it. <laughs> which is probably one of the biggest scams out there if you're looking to be happy I, I agree because uh, you won't find happiness in chasing the American dream it's, you almost it's lose not, all your American time chasing your, yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I agree and so you know not if you really want fulfillment um, and, and so motivation begins to change unfortunately um, it, it begins to, to change from motivation to help others to motivation to build myself up right or motivation to not be um picked on by others you know mm -hmm. I'm talking, you brought up the bullying yeah you know you um when if you know if you're when you're a kid you know you go through getting picked on or bullied um you know you start to create this motivation to get out of that yeah like, what do i have to do to get out of this so you get these ideas like well maybe it's this or maybe it's that and it's sort of subconscious so you don't have a real good clarity on what's happening, right. but you develop these motivations toward certain things, mm -hmm. um, and and so that's kind of the idea of, of negative motivation. Um, it, it would be called ego motivation. Mm -hmm. You know, our ego or the self um, is something that comes about through childhood into adulthood to protect us. Mm -hmm. um, it's a protection mechanism, and so it is also the biggest motivator towards certain thing. It's, it's a motivator towards money. It's a right. motivator towards getting a good job. It's a motivator towards, um, dating marriage, you know, and then just like popularity rank. All yeah. That. You know, all of those things because it wants to feel good. Um, it wants to protect you from whatever you perceive will happen if right. you don't have those things. So, um, so, so real quick, this is ahead, off topic. Yeah. No, go ahead. So whenever you think of your younger self, mm -hmm. do you 
always go back to like when you were a kid, like living with your parents. Yeah. What do you think of like your twenties? <clears throat> I won't put Chris' age out there, y'all, but your twenties and your thirties. Man. For me, it's always, and I think even as I get older, it'll always be like, I can't even remember the seven to the 15 year old window so well. Like, I can't even tell you like what drove me at 22. Like, I don't even, like I was just playing football at Tarleton. That's all I know. Like, I don't, it's like I, those, it's almost like those moments didn't even exist sometimes, you know? Like, uh-huh. yeah. I can remember now and I can remember my childhood. Like, I yeah. think, I don't know, yeah. it's just, that's a um, random question. You know, if I th- gosh, if I think back about that, as far as when I was quote unquote younger, it was a yeah. little further back for me. <laughs> Maybe that's why there's a difference. But no, I would say probably junior high, high school, yeah. through college. I would say school years when you're around I people. Yep. Um, uh, lots of people all the time. Yep. Um, so I guess that's probably the time frame. And then once you sort of make that transition to like, you know, being a professional and getting married and starting a family, you know, that's, um, I didn't feel young at that, at that point. It's like, I think I'm a grown up. Now. Oh, yeah, so when yeah. I look back and say when I was younger, so just like uh, to me, school it's like days, school, teenage, school, school days, uh, you know, and those, and I think that those are the days that sort of shape you I agree. the most. Um, it's when you have, you know, the most pain points, possibly successes, um, it's almost like you meet the most people. Of, yeah, lots of influence from lots of different people. Yeah. Your parents are constantly influencing in there. And so, um, you know. I, th- I agree with that. Yeah, so that's, that's when I think back to when I was younger, that's sort of what I think of. Um, so nature versus nurture. Um, so I think that as, you know, we go back to talking about you know, kids, I think that as adults or as well as adults who are around kids, teachers, coaches, mm-hmm. um, for sure parents, um, I think that we can guide kids to have more positive motivation. In other words, I, so I think that nurture can be a positive or a negative. Mm-hmm. So I think that, you know, in yep. nurturing, you can create a situation in a kid where they feel empowered to and this is kind of cliche, but follow their dreams, mm-hmm. but really their dreams, not your dreams for them or what society has told them, but what they want to do. Exactly. And I think that's a more pure motivation. I think that keeping too much pressure on kids for performance, for doing quote unquote good at things, mm-hmm. um, sports, academics, all those, while those are good things, if there's too much pressure, I think you can easily create a negative motivation in the kid. I agree. Um, because they feel like they're not good enough if they don't do those things. Right. And that's really what the ego is all about. And so I think that you can nurture a kid to grow their own positive motivation I think you can also really almost completely snuff that and make them feel like they're not good enough if they don't do what you want exactly and that's a negative motivation yep so what, what so do you think with that you're making great points and you're hitting them all great points but anyways that that's huge like for parents coaches and teachers like any older influence in a child's life yeah they remember that they can feel it like you said like if I'm training this kid and I'm always harping at him right because it's something about me that I don't like you know like it's yeah, that's, no, that's, that's big, it yeah. it's like yeah. something I didn't get to do <clears throat> yeah. right so I'm putting everything I have like all my my pains and my my mishaps into this one person that's gonna like that's messing him up 
and also messing me up. Like as a coach, I'm not a parent yet, but that I know parents that do yes. that, and it's just that's all bad, Chris. And when you were talking about that, I thought of us, right? Okay. Like somebody coming here and cro- with CrossFit. Yeah. They want to be here, right? Obviously, they're paying you, but like you can't harp like. Obviously, you can correct them, you get on them, all that stuff. But you can't, like, just beat at them all the time, every time, because, no. one, <laughs> they're older. Two, <laughs> yeah. if they don't, like, first of all, you're going to almost, you probably have a heart attack. But was, like, you're a healthy guy. But, <laughs> but it's just something they got to want, right? Like, yeah. if, like, just Jimmy, if Jimmy's in here and you just always beating at him, blah, blah, now he goes home, he's like, golly, like, I can never do nothing to just make Chris, like, just be happy. Like, I can't, I can never, they're always thinking about that. They're not, now they're not even worried about their body anymore. They're like, man, I got to impress Chris. Like, right. I got to do this so he can be like, good job. You know, like, yeah, yeah. so that, you make great points. <laughs> well, that, that's an interesting thing. You know, if, if you talk about motivating people in a workout, that, that is interesting yeah. because one of the things I've, I have learned um, is not to try to place too high of expectations yeah. on people. Allow them to fail because that is natural. Exactly. When you come in here, you're you're not going to be good at everything. Right. Um, you may that's want life. to be. Yeah. And that's one of the bigger things for people to overcome is is they do come in and they learn that like oh my gosh there's so many things I'm exactly quote unquote not good at or um, or I'm not able to do yet and um, and so it is a bit of a trick to motivate them beyond their ego. Exactly. Because their ego says I should be able to do this. I am not good because I can't do this. You're right. And I'm trying, I explain all the time. It's like, no, 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 no. It is normal. Like, you're normal. Yep. This is perfectly acceptable that you can't do this right now. And you know what will happen? So, so one of the things with coaching, just talking about motivating people, is that let's say someone comes in and we're learning a new, move, a new movement. Well, I've got people, you know, we do skill work. So we practice things. And, and I've got somebody new and I've got somebody with five years experience. Yep. Well, what can happen is the new person is working through it, and it's a train wreck. Mm -hmm. But I'm not going to say, man, that's a train wreck. (laughs) I'm going to look for something positive. Exactly. Right? And so I'm not looking to correct everything at once. I'm trying to have, like, let's have one success. Right. Let's get get you used to having a barbell in your hands or a kettlebell or a dumbbell. Like, let's just get you used to holding this thing and moving it a little bit. And my five-year members may go, hey, you know they're not doing this right. And I'm like... You think I don't know that? Yeah. You think I didn't notice? Right. Yes, I'm absolutely clear, and I'm glad you pointed that out in front of them. Yeah. Not really. Right. But, you know, it's like, so that, and that that's just an ego motivation on their point, too. But, you know, you have to you have to be careful in trying to motivate people. You have to allow them to fail and then build to. confidence. Um, because the ego doesn't like to fail, but, um, you know, part of helping motivate people is making that okay and making it safe and then really encouraging them, I think, when they do well. Exactly. And kids are the same way. I was just about to hit on that. I you mean, so when right. you have kids, I mean, I am perfect. I am so guilty of this, and I, I try to do better, you know, and, and I, I think I am now, but, you know, just picking up all the bad stuff. Yep. You didn't do this. You didn't do that. Oh, yeah, you didn't yeah. do this. You didn't do that. Why aren't your grades? And you didn't clean up, and, like, you know, you're talking to your brother like this. And, you know, you, did you brush your teeth? It's just this constant, like, negative, negative, negative. And, you know, like once in a while, you're like, hey, you did a good job. You know, every six weeks, glad you got good grades. Yeah. <laughs> but all you do is like this negative, negative, yeah. negative motivation. Well, it's not motivation. I mean, you're, you're, you're teaching them 
to have a negative motivation. Exactly. Because what they're trying to do is just get away from your critical spirit. That's it. And, uh, <laughs> and I think most of us have, have, have experienced that as, as a kid. And I think a lot of people go on to experience it as adults. Yep. Um, and so we maintain this motivation from a negative place, lack motivation. Um, you know, and so uh, anyway, so so how do you switch that? Um, you know, um, because motivation from lack or from that negative place will never be fulfilling. All right. You know, even if you're, let's say, I'm going to use quote, air quotes here, highly motivated and you're successful, you make lots of money, you got nice cars, you got, you know, the perfect family and all that. Um, I mean, you've mentioned talking to people that kind of pull you to the side and they're like, yeah, I got all this and I'm not like happy, like, right. I'm not doing good. And you're looking at them going, yeah. what are you not good? Like, you're good at everything, but they don't feel good. And that's because, you know, when you're, working from a negative motivation from this lack place um there's nothing in the world no house no car no spouse no kids no none of that that would be fulfilling if you feel like you need that to be a better person or whatever like it's not going to fulfill you you know um and a lot of people have experienced that so um so anyways i think you know you know if we let's you know go back to the positive side of things you know so so how do you think you know how do we switch that how do we identify that negative and turn it into a positive and become motivated for the right reasons. Mm. Man. You're kind of nodding. That's, like, man. <laughs> That's a hard one, right? Yeah. I well, I th- I th- so I think the first thing you have to do is, is you have to start to get back to the source of like, why do I That's feel it. this way? What is my true motivation? And then be able to admit to yourself that you have ulterior motives. You know, that you're not... Let's take working out. Most people come in here... They work out because they want to look good naked, yep. or at least better, <laughs> you know. For sure. And so, but that's that's not really going to make you happy for very long. I mean, and it's not going to keep you motivated for long, that's very right. long. Because what happens when you get there? Then it's like, then I still got all this baggage that whatever I hadn't dealt with. So, you know, if I want to work out because I want to be a better spouse and I want to be around, you know, to have like a long, happy life, and I want to be able to be around for my kids, I want to be an example and teach my kids and. Um, you know, I want to actually, you know, appreciate this body as, as like a gift right. and, and treat it as such. You know, that's a different motivation than like, I just got to look better. I yeah, look better. that's you right. Know? I see. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because you, 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 when I don't look good and I want to look better, it's, it's um, and I'm not saying there's anything wrong with looking good. Not at all. Right. I mean, that's, that's great. I mean, you know, um, but that can't be your only motivation. And you have to dig deep and say, okay, why do I feel so bad? Do I feel really bad about this and why? Yeah, um, and, and I think Bro. it's it's an identification process. I think you have to identify those negative things, and it's uh, part of the. I mean, the book. Yeah, <laughs> you know, and many many books, many many books. I mean, there's actually I've learned, there's, there's just volumes and volumes written on this same topic. But um, but yeah, so, I hate to disagree, Chris. But like, that's it. Like, just going back to the source. Like, and we talk about working out a lot because it's right up our alley, but look good like not only look good it's how you feel like like at 320 right <laughs> i say i want to be 220 this is just that pretend guy i'm pretending to be you guys but if i'm 320 right and i and i lose 20 pounds and for some reason i can't lose any more if i just feel better like that's that's motivation within itself you know like yes like okay i'm looking in the mirror i'm not just like physically, I guess externally, I'm not just that 
that bodybuilder, right? I don't have that six pack, but I feel way better than I did, you know? And like right. that, that's a motivating force that I keep like right. pushing over. Like, right, right. But, and so you're, so, so that's, that's sort of a good um, uh, transition, I think, into goal motivation and visualization, which, you know, we, yep. so, you know, motivation um, towards goals, I think can be a, it, it's a good thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, goals are, are a big thing, um, but goals I think have to be set properly and for the right reasons. Yep. Um, and you know, if you talk about weight loss, that is that's a big topic. You know, for a lot of people, and I think that setting real goals that are attainable exactly. is so big, and then celebrating the small goals, because um, sometimes if you've got that hundred pounds to lose. Man, that is a long ways out Oh, yeah, that's there. a process. That's a long that's ways like out a there. But lifestyle change is probably going to take two to, like, maybe five years. It's literally, like, because you can attest to this. Like, some people want to say, hey, I want to lose. I need to lose 30 pounds by the summer. You know? Like, people yeah. do that, right? Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. first of all, unless you just have this dramatic lifestyle change and, like, this, I don't know, maybe surgery or whatever, but... That you can do that, I guess, in two or three months, but then it's like maintaining it. What's the motivation after that? Right, like, right, right. If I lose all this weight come June, I'm looking good. All right, then okay. Yeah. I left the beach. Now I'm back to my normal self. Then yeah. what's next? But yeah. sorry to cut you off, Chris. But no, that's I mean right. that's, that's good. And and then of course when you lose that weight, you feel good in the moment. You figure out you're not fulfilled. Nothing keeps you going. Then you bounce right back. Yeah. Right, because it's that negative motivation. And um, you know, if you really want to have I think motivation towards goals, you have to set small goals. Yeah. Like, like, you know, if we talk about weight loss, um, your maybe your goal is like, I want to lose one pound this week. That's it. Okay. You know, or two pounds or whatever the number is. Um, and you know, in setting goals like that, first off, they're, they're quickly attainable. Yep. And for a week you can keep yourself in check. To, to, I've, I mean, I've never, I've never lost a hundred pounds. I can't really speak to that Same. from a personal level, but I know that that is a lot of work. It's a lot of work, and it's, it's a, it's a goal that's like a year or two years possibly down the road. Um, so that could, that could be a daunting task, and there can come a lot of like lack mindset in that. Oh yeah. Like, why the hell, you know, why did I let myself get here? I just, this is awful. It's such a huge thing, you know. Where if, if I can really just wrap my head around, like, you know what, I want to feel better. And I want to be more active with my kids, and I need to lose two pounds this week. You know, you do that for a month, then you got eight pounds, and then you can actually say, "I think I'm, I think I'm doing good." And I, and 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 again, it's a goal, but with the motivation of like, I want to be a healthier person for my kids, my fam, for me. Like, I don't yeah. want to die at 55, 60 years old. From a heart attack, I want to live into my 80s. Like I want to be the person that's like kicking ass in my 80s. You exactly. know, that's a, um, and and unfortunately we we live in a society that almost just accepts that you'll be decrepit and and probably have <laughs> dementia by the time you're 70 or 80 if you live that long. I agree. Um, I don't think that that I, well, I don't I don't that that is not necessary. That is absolutely avoidable. Um, and so, you know, if you can find the motivation from a good place, as far as like, this is what I'm working towards, you know, cause I do want to kick ass in my eighties. I want to be traveling with my wife after we've worked mm-hmm. and I want to have 20 years to actually go enjoy exactly. retirement, you know, and I want to be there for my kids. I don't want to be able to help them as they, 
start to raise kids and you know I want you know that's a motivation from a in my opinion that that's that's the right motivation like I'm motivated to to be or maybe to be a mentor or a coach I mean you know it's one of those things where as we get older and we learn more um I'll never have it all figured out but I have learned a few things and I can help people exactly you know? and and um you know just talking through things like this and obviously the longer I can do that um I have to be healthy exactly <laughs> longer exactly um, to be able to help people so the, to do this. the teacher the mentor the coach the motivator I say us we have to have motivators as well right because like Chris just said if we're not good right mood energy uh, <laughs> like everybody looks at us as as the as the helper the the person that they can vent to right like like you just say we don't have every single answer but we've dealt with some stuff that and we're learning as we go Right, and Chris is much oh, yeah. more experienced than I am, but like we, we're it helps us as we're helping people. Would you agree with that? To yeah. me, like oh that's, yeah, absolutely. Like you know, you learn more about yourself as you're helping other people. That's it. Do. <laughs> um, I, I think I said last week you, you tend to want to teach the things that you need to learn, exactly. which you need to solidify, um, or even teach the things that you're learning, which helps you learn more. Yeah, it deepens your learning and your knowledge, and so. So that kind of even goes in with like just because we're obviously we're different, you guys. We entrepreneurs. That's just how we came about. But there's a there's a person listening right now. You're you're an employee, right? You have a boss, right? So if you're that good employee, to me that makes a better boss, right? They like say Chris, if you're my boss, and then you come here, and I'm just like I'm high energy, which that's just how I am. But I'm like I'm positive stuff going bad but I know how to deal with adversity and I just keep going I find ways right everybody struggles we just got to keep going that helps you right rather oh, than yeah, absolutely. you coming in and I'm just in this pouty pissy mood because of something that happened yesterday or two weeks ago or something that I can't control anymore and no to you it's like now I have to get on them like now I have to be this 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 not bad boss but I have to just yell at them or demand more but even then it's like I could put you in a bad mood. Like, you know, it moves yeah. rub off on people. Oh, like, yeah, yeah, for sure. But, oh, yeah, it's, it's definitely very contagious. And, you know, um, I think motivation is the same way. Yeah, That's kind of what you're getting at is, you know, when you have a um, – when you're motivated towards positive things and helping people, it tends to drive you to keep yourself right. Yeah. Um, to make sure that you're in the right space so that you can help others and, and, and maintain your own motivation, other people's motivation. And just because we're talking like this, you guys, doesn't mean we don't have any struggles. Cause no, <laughs> no, not at all. Struggle a lot, right? Like, I have days where I'm like, man, like, what I got to do? I got to look for motivation, whether that's internal or external. I'm like, but anyway, that's well, you know, no perfect person. Well, I'm talking about motivating people. Um, I heard something this weekend. I listened to a bunch of podcasts. I was working on my truck in the shop this weekend, and I was listening to this guy's name's Rob Dial, and just tons of good stuff. And, uh, you know, he, he made the comment. Uh, he was doing an interview with a guy named Dean Graziosi. Mm-hmm. And then they said, you know, the thing with, like, coaching and motivation and all those is that you only have to be one step ahead of someone else to be able to help them. That's it. Like, I agree. You don't have to know it all, but if you're one step ahead of someone else, you can help that person. Exactly. Um, you know, you can help bring them along. And if you are motivated by the right reasons, you're also getting better. That's great. You yes, know? sir. And, that's and so good. So you can help bring people along with you. So don't get 
<laughs> so don't take advice from somebody that's doing worse than you, right? <laughs> like uh, you, no, probably won't help. <laughs> no, you know, I mean, probably not. You know. So if you're trying to stop smoking cigarettes, but your friend is smoking cigarettes. You probably not gonna like. You probably not the best. Maybe need to go hang out with somebody else and just talk to other people, right? <laughs> like, that's right. That's right. That's right. Like that's such that's that's so great that you said that. That's that's what anything. Like I I think of diet and health all the time just because we're around it. But yeah, Savion, um, I'm 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 gonna I'm gonna stay off sweets for the next month, right? But then you're around all this stuff. Like sometimes it's your job, or like uh, that—that's bad. That'll be bad anyway. But sometimes your friends are just. What's that gonna do anyway? Right? Like I eat cake all the time. Look at me. Right? Like because yeah. obviously metabolisms come in. Some's high, some low. But look at me. Like just yeah. keep on eating. Are you happy? Like it's. Uh, oh, you can definitely ruin your motivation. Exactly. By you're the so, wrong company. You're so. That's. Yeah. You, you know, and, and I think that it, it is important to help motivate, or, or maybe the better word is support people in yeah. their journey, um, no matter who it is that's around. You know, if if they're motivated to to get better at working out or eat better or whatever, like support them. Yeah. You know, that is like that's really, in my opinion, it is an awful thing when someone's trying to make themselves better and and you're like giving them a hard time. Yes. Now. I'm not saying I've never done that. Like I, you know, people like, oh, I'm vegetarian. I'm like, oh, yeah. oh vegetarian. Like that's my own earth. You I've be, done a lot of, you know, and, and you're like, and now I think back and I'm like, you know, I just didn't, I didn't get it back then. You know, it's just one of those things I've kind of grown past. But that's all that. That's all lack, anyways. Yep. Like, you don't feel good about yourself. They're so, trying to be better, so, so I'm gonna <laughs> cut you down to keep you down with me. Exactly. You know, I mean, but I like where you went with that because, like, just if you if you're one percent in a higher place than somebody, you can help them. You know, yeah. like. Well, I mean, that's, you know, we've been talking about the group coaching thing. That's something I've sort of been developing. We didn't talk about this off, you know, off uh, off recorder mm-hmm. um, or whatever. But, um, you know, I've really been working through that as far as adding that as a, you know, something here within the gym, you know, like a support group. Because, um, you know, being able to sit down and have these conversations in a group of people, I think is massively helpful. Um, you know, I had my uh, call with my whatever you want to call coaching it, mastermind group. group, coaching group. Um, last week, man, it was it was really good. I mean, they had some, and they had some good questions. You know, it's like, okay, I'm working on this, this, and this. And they're, you know, asking me, like, why? Yep. Well, because of this. Well, have you ever thought about it this way? And, and I kind of feel it like, like I start feeling bad. I'm like, oh, I don't know, no? And I kind of like start to justify it. I'm like, okay, get yourself together. Don't get right. flustered here. But it was, it was good. And yeah. I think, um, you know, and in the end, they help, you know, support everything, and, and, it, and it was really a good thing, but they really help, you know, flesh out my ideas, like really um, uh, solidified, I guess, you know. And so it, and that, that improves my motivation because then it's like, okay, now you've got the group now saying, no, I think this is a good decision. Yeah. Um, we, we talked about this. We talked about the group coaching. I talked to someone else about it, you know, kind of did the same thing. You kind of picked it apart a little bit, like, well, what about this? What about that? And, and in the end, it's like, no, I think this group coaching would be massively helpful for people. I agree. Um, you know, so it's like, I don't have to know everything, but I, I know a few things that I think are helpful um, to keep people going. So exactly. it's something that, you know, we're, we're definitely going to be rolling out here pretty quick. And what in, just from us, because we love, we love motivation, right? We love helping, we love inspiring, we love impacting people. So what better way? to like go to bed at night knowing that you've helped somebody do something they've been wanting to do it for a long time you know like like we're talking about motivation a lot of times family and we're on comfort zone so a lot of times family and like the more comfortable you get is the more like you just stay in that one place like if i'm telling 
my mom, my brothers, my sisters, my aunts, my uncles, my dreams, and what I want to do, my visual, like my what I visualize and stuff like yeah. that. Yeah, I struggle with that word, but they just they love me, right? It's like unconditional love. So they're, oh, you got it. You can do whatever you want. It's just those like <laughs> you just you just keep going, da 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 da, and I still get that from them, but I don't expect them to challenge me like say you would or say if I had like a, a momentum group would you know like yeah, yeah. that's what people need yeah I, I, I think so well so um, a thought came to my mind I, I pulled up a message I got I don't, I don't think I sent this to you but um, one of the things you know I wanted to make a point is that sometimes um, just in the way you talk and the things that you do sometimes your motivation for people and you don't realize it um Chris, oh my gosh, you hit on something. Like so, right after you get this example, yeah, I'm right so, after you. So so let me let me read. So I got, this was a random deal. And this was a member that was here for, I don't know, we're going to say between six and nine months. I think about nine months. Um, and then left, um, came back, and I didn't realize he was here to kind of visit with me. And I left. And and so um, anyway, so he sent me a message on Facebook. And uh, he says, hey, I didn't get a chance to tell you, but thank you for everything. All you've done for me are talks, your insight, direction, coaching, pushing me. <clears throat> you and your CrossFit family truly blessed me in many ways and had a big part pulling me up out of the darkness I was suffering and going through. Mm -hmm. um, I had no idea you had anything going on. Um, you're a blessing to many. You help so many of us who are battling something regardless of if you realize it. So thank you all you did. For, you know, thank you, all, thank you for all you did for me and do for others. Forever grateful. Um, it went on a little bit more, but you know, it's like, I, I didn't even know, but you know, I do, especially in the last year or two, I've really tried to, you know, watch what I say and watch, you know, try to be a point of positive influence to try to keep people motivated just to improve. Absolutely. Um, and you know, it was an, an example that just sort of came out of the blue and I was like, okay, well that's, you know, doing something right, you know, because we had never even directly talked about it. So I'm like, what if we could have actually sat down and and had like some formal discussions about some of the stuff that was going on. You know, not it's not good in a group, but like um, anyway, absolutely so amazing, Chris. Like, and so he was a member here. Yeah. So you got money from him when he was here, but yeah, when he messaged you, is obviously is he's going in a different path now. He no, he's been gone for like a couple months. Even he so came back. In a way, that 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 gives you a better feeling than somebody giving you money, right? Like. So, oh yeah like you know like yeah so that like when you wrote that or when you said that and i saw your eyes glow whenever you put out your phone but the same thing happened to me last week right like it's this popular well-known business owner around town and i'm gonna keep the name anonymous but she messaged me and like when when business owners besides you like you were one of the rare people too when they messaged me i'm thinking oh we're just gonna team up and they want me to help them with marketing or they want to do like a business thing. I just think money, finance, all that stuff, you know? So when she messaged me, I was like, every scenario went through my head, I'm like, what can I do to help them? Or what can they do to help me? I mean, they have kids, but they're always busy. So like, I'm just, you know, just thinking. So we meet up their business and she was like, first of all, she said, uh, do you have just 15 minutes today? Can we talk? And this is a well-known lady on time. So I'm like, yeah, yeah, let's do it. Let's go. <laughs> I think of business. <laughs> but anyways, I get there. She's like, thank you for meeting with me. This is probably nothing you ever thought it would be about and all this good stuff. So we sit down. Da -da -da. We've met before, just discuss ideas and stuff. Only like three times since I've been here. We know each other, Facebook friends, see each other at sport, sporting events. But she was like, 
Savian, I've been following you, like just on social media and stuff like that. I've been watching you, and like before I talk to people, I like to like get to know them, see their background, and the more you post, the more I'm intrigued to want to talk to you, right? And she was like, so I'm just dealing with this thing, right? I'm taking care of this other kid, and I really love him, and I want to be in his life, and his parents still live here, and I just don't want to butt heads and stuff like that. So Chris, I get there, I'm like, wait, what? She's like, I just need, I need like a motivating force just to, just to push me to like do what I want to do in the ways I want to help him without worrying about other people judging me or judging my actions. And then the first thing that came out was like, wait, so does she just want a yes man? Like just me just, oh yeah, da 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 da. And she didn't want that at all. And I'm like, man, like somebody that's very successful, family, business, relationships, everything, wants advice from me. Like that's huge, you know, like, and yeah. that was bigger than her sitting down and giving me $500. Like, just her telling me that, that was like a motivating force that I'm like, man, like, I really got this thing where I can, like, I can help people. And, like, I have messages. She was like, oh, my gosh, you helped me so much. Thank you so much. I'll, I'll call you later. We'll, we'll talk about it more. But anyway, it's just kind of like the same thing. Yeah. It's just, it was what brings joy to me yeah, all the and, time. And I think um, that's, for those who are listening, um, you know, those are the those are the things that motivate us um, to do for what sure. we do, and and I think that you know you can do the same thing for other people. You can. You can. You know, I mean, if you're listening to this, I mean, there there's at least one person out there that you can have that same that same impact on. Um, you know, but the thing is, you have to find your motivation first. You have to. You have to find. You have to find your problems. You have to find your lack mentality. You have to find stuff that's gone wrong that you haven't dealt with and you have to get all that you have to begin to get those things moving in the right direction and when you find that you gain the ability to help others exactly. and you gain this pure motivation exactly. yes. um, you know once you have that pure motivation it doesn't mean there's no struggles because man there, there can still be like some struggles but you know your motivation and your motives are pure and then, then we'll die we'll die one day that's just it's inevitable of course yeah so him messaging you you helped him yeah. imagine who he's going to help and then who they're going to help right it's like oh yeah <laughs> it's just it's, i like the chain reaction part of it too yeah yeah um you know i read a, i read a book that just reminded me of it was uh well it's it's called the biggest lie in christianity today and i'm like oh, okay i gotta read this i gotta know what this yeah. is right so just one of those i came across on audible or something and his whole his whole point was is the biggest lie is that you can't he, he talks about holy moments holy mm. moments is helping others yep. that's all it is he's like that's it's that simple like and the biggest lie is that like you can't do that like you can't be holy yep okay so anyways it's it's that's it's sort of you have to read the whole book but his point is that it's done like one thing at a time one small thing at a time and it's just what you said that you do one small thing that really helps somebody or shows love to someone and that that can be replicated over and over and over again over and over and over right and so it's and that's why i think it is important to have pure motivation and have motivation to help other people and and maybe that's not your job you know for us it's in our job yeah but you can be involved in something right you can always find something like i know somebody and you know somebody that probably helped you whether that's advice finances anything like and they told me man so many people helped me along the way. Like it's only right that I help you because I know you're gonna oh, help yeah. others. Like you know, it's just a yeah. It's a big chain reaction. There. I mean, you can you can truly change the course of someone's life just by <laughs> you're so right. You know, just by <laughs> them uh, uh, 
hearing the right thing or experiencing the right it was thing crazy i right think the time. three people that helped us and we don't even know these people like physically or or uh mentally but like you're the people you love like um michael singer which you don't talk about him a lot but like uh yeah. eckhart tolle yeah and then me like eric thomas like yeah we've never met these people right but we listed everything we know their life right and yeah, yeah that has helped us because we oh, see yeah. ourselves in them and like it's just that's yeah. the most beautiful thing yeah yeah it is so you know i guess we need to start wrapping yeah, this thing we are up, all over the place <laughs> we are um you know we were gonna talk about visualization so we can touch on that uh, you know a little bit um so once you find your motivation you know and you, you find this thing it's like okay but where do i want to go mm-hmm. and, and i think it's important this is something that I, I this is sort of new to me you know in the last few years once i started trying to grow and, and figure myself out and get better and um there's this idea of visualization um you know and visualization is seeing yourself where you will be not where you want to be where you will see be. yourself where you will be you know see the things see your goals mm-hmm. um and you have to do it over and over again you have and you have to you have to develop it it has to be like like a, a detailed vision yep. um because you won't accidentally gain success you won't accidentally meet your goals yep. um, you'll only do that by knowing exactly how you want to be you don't have to know how you're going to get, get there, there right but you have to know where you're going exactly so yeah so yeah. you get on you get into that that point but yeah. you you were talking about that last week when we met your ladder oh the ladder thing yeah yeah so um, because what can happen is if your motivations are from lack or from yep. ego or from trying to gain happiness, because I mean, I've heard people talk about, I mean, I, I, I uh, Tom Billy talks about it. If you ever listen to him, yeah, impact I, theory, like him. I mean, like you can have a million dollars and be miserable. Yep. Like, money will not make you happy, you know? And, and he talks about how, when he sold uh, his interest in quest, I mean, they were like, like multimillionaires. And he's like, we could have literally bought an island and lived on an island and had everything we wanted from now on. He said, instead, we chose to invest everything in helping people. And they have this message that they put out, you know. And he said, it's like money will not make you happy. Well, with motivation, if you have impure motivation or you have motivation from lack, like I have to have this so I'll be good enough. Yep. It's... Uh, it's so it ties into a Stephen Covey um, point, you know, seven habits of highly effective people is that, you know, is your ladder leaning on the right building? Because uh, what can happen is you can have this motivation to gain all of these things and you're climbing this ladder and you're just like, all you're doing is looking at this wrong and this wrong and you like get all the way to the top and you get up there and you look around and you're like, damn, this didn't fulfill me. Yeah. And you look over there and there's another building over there and you realize like, that's, damn my ladder is leaning on the wrong building. Yeah. like I spent all this time and all this effort these years and I've climbed over these people and I've done all these things to get where I wanted to go and like my ladder is leaning against the wrong building the whole time and um, <laughs> so I think that you know uh, visualization and, and really developing that idea of like where do I want to be you know what what do I want to be when I reach you know, my goals. Yeah. Um, and from that comes motivation. You know, if we tie that back to motivation, that will motivate you because you just know what's right and you know what's wrong. That's, that's so, great, man. So just on visualiz- and I suck at this word, you guys, but I'm going to try to say it a thousand times. <laughs> Visualization. There you go. Visual, like just you got it. <laughs> visualizing things. So when I first started, 
S Dub Fitness, Chris. Um, what I was doing was, I wanted, I still want to be, I, I really wanted to be a motivational speaker, right? So what I was doing was, I was motivating while I was training, right? Yeah. So I'm giving messages, messages as I'm, you know, telling you 25 squats, 35 jumping jacks, all this good stuff. So what I said, this was the summer of 2018. One thing I said without even knowing it was like, just teaching people how to visualize. I was like, imagine all of us as ants at the bottom of an ant pile, right? And we all want to see sunlight, right? That's our goal. We all want to see sunlight. It's a trillion ants, just everybody scattered, just everybody going there rushing, right? Maybe one day it'll rain, right? The wind is, not the wind, let's lead out of it. Say it's raining, uh, we won't even say nobody's stepping on it because then you're, you can either die or you will see something faster. But it's almost like, it's not even a race, it's just a process to get to the top. And bad things that happen, right? Like, I've never been an ant, so it's kind of hard to <laughs> just say what they do, but not everybody's gonna make it. Those, those some people will fall, da 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 da. They won't, they'll get rained on, they'll get stepped on, they'll probably die on the way up. But just on visualizing things, it's just like seeing that sun before you go. like. That's almost like, that ties back into motivation, right? Like if I'm that dude just crawling, trying to crawl to the top, right? Like my motivation is that I already saw what I wanted to see, right? If I never ever get to that place and I'm still alive, it'll probably, it'll break my heart. Like I'll be very, very sad. But if I like die trying, right? Like if I like, that's like, that's, that's more fulfilling and that, oh. That uh, that didn't go the way I wanted to go about visual visualization, but it's kind of it, it's kind of like the same thing, like just seeing it before you, you know, you have to you have to get up there. So, um, so so let's talk about that in sports. Maybe develop it a little bit. Let's do it. So, I, and I've heard this. See, I'm not you know I don't do sports. Um, I'm, I'm familiar with weightlifting, mm -hmm. um, and that, which is a, a sport, Olympic sport, and. Um, you know, one of the things that I've heard is is uh, a lot of high-level athletes um, will have visualized themselves in every possible oh, yeah. situation they can, like, imagine. Yeah. Like, every possible situation. Like, uh, you know, everybody likes, you know, quarterbacks the most, you know, probably talked about. But, like, you know, visualizing, like, what happens when the receiver's at this position and the defenders or whatever. Yeah. And, like, I know where that ball has to go. Exactly. Like, and I've seen it. And that actually works as oh, yeah. far as like them knowing what to do because your brain, I mean, your brain can work so fast. And it's like, you will have seen that situation before. And when you get there, it's like, boom. Yes. And it happens. <laughs> and it just happens. Like, that's it. Well, I've done that before up here. Exactly. I visualized it. That's real. I mean, that, that actually, that's what high level performers do. I agree. Weightlifting. Is one of those things where, like, I mean, these guys that, and gals that lift like tremendous amounts of weights. I mean, you hear of in competition, you know, they set personal records. They lift things they've never lifted before. Yep. Um, you know, and, and they do that. Visualization is part of that. Like, they have to see themselves doing it. Because what do you think is better? Looking at a barbell that weighs whatever, 450 pounds, and visualizing yourself failing or, or visualizing yourself succeeding? Succeeding, for sure. Of course. And so, um, you know, but that can be used in anything. I, I mean, agree. you can visualize yourself. Let's say you get to have a difficult conversation. Yep. Um, 
and you could visualize that going well, or you I can do. visualize it going poorly. Yep. And whichever you visualize will very likely <laughs> come it. to be. Um, and so, uh, you know, when you when you visualize long term, it tends to it tends to just happen yeah. the same as it does short term. And maybe you know you don't visualize every problem along the way, but because you know where you're going, you're able to make decisions easily yep. because you know where you're going. Exactly. So that you know visualization visualization see, I'm having trouble too, is probably one of those things we can unpack and and really apply that I think to a lot of different things but um, you know when it comes to motivation you know in that topic um, I think you know it goes into the nurturing self-nurturing self-teaching mm-hmm. um, you know learning to find your pure motivation and then visualize yourself as you want to be I just I think that's sort of the key to uh, direction. I agree. Direction. Uh, so, uh, you got any more thoughts this. to kind of unwind or unpack? No, sir. Just on that topic, it's just like they go with each other because visualizing something could be your motivation, right? Like, close your eyes. What do you see yourself? Either? Five years, okay, I'm, I want this, I'm in there, like I'm in this moment right now. It's like, that that can drive you to get to that place and it won't happen overnight. And that's where some people fail because us as people, right, like we want it fast, we want it now, we want it, but yeah, everything takes time and well, so, having that. So, you know, um, one more thing that, that kind of pops into my mind is, uh, Joe Dispenza talked about him. I really, really oh, like yeah. his stuff. And, um, you know, he talks about how if you create, if you visualize something with such intensity and, and, and that, that it even brings emotion, like it makes you excited yep. to think about where you're going, what you're oh, going to yeah. be. He says, and, and, and there's probably science behind this, I can't quote it, but mm. that your brain physically can't tell the difference. So, like, if you create an experience real enough in your mind, I mean, like, you know, when you're going to sleep at night or whatever, or if you take, you know, if you meditate, you Mm -hmm. meditate every day, you meditate on those things and you really develop that, that visualization, you develop it like you would develop a a project and and you create all this detail and you surround that with excitement, um, love, positive emotions that your brain actually doesn't know the difference. And it, it truly does create a roadmap. It actually begins to groove your brain. It, I can say it, that helped me. Like, I agree. Okay. I agree 100%. Like, um, it's, it's kind of funny, Chris, because when I started, it was kind of like one of those things I really didn't, I didn't think too much about it. All, like I told you, I was just like in this, this down, down, down slump, this, this most awful place. And I was like, I just got to do something, right? Like, the longer I sit here, the longer nothing happens is the is the more the worse I'll be, right? Yeah. Like nothing changes if nothing changes. So I just got up, yeah. got out, right? So like Joe Dispenza said, like like I was like my brain was like I wasn't even thinking of reality. I was living like in a in this big dream. Like it was a fantasy to me. Like it was I don't yeah. know, it was it, it was my driving force every single day. But like, it was exciting to think exactly, about. Exactly. All yep. the time. Like Yep. And at that time, Chris, I didn't even know where I was going. Like, I'm just, 
I'm hitting the ground running like, yeah, yeah, I'm up and down. I'm meeting so many people at a thousand miles per hour. I'm like, this is what I want. This is what, to see people smile and to see me feel this way, this is what I want forever. And like how he said, like, it's almost you, you trick your mind. Like, I, I think I did that. Like, I think my, my brain from 25 year old and down, like, it's a complete person now. Like, we can all say that as we get older. We're like, it's a complete man, different person. You yeah, 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 okay, yeah. Yeah. Like, it's like a completely different brain. Like, most people, it just takes people longer to find that, in my opinion. But um, we always say, if I knew now what I knew then, da 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 da, right? Yeah, yeah. But it's so like, it's so right. Like, I'm like, man, like, why didn't this click when I was like 16? Or why didn't this yeah. click when I was 12? But everybody has that moment. You need that moment when it comes. But uh -huh. I absolutely agree with that, Chris. Like, you can all, you can like, that, that trick in your mind, it, it works because eventually, like, it doesn't, yeah, it doesn't know the difference. <laughs> exactly, like that's so crazy, man. Yeah, and 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 I think that that's true, um, and it it can be applied to a lot of different things. Um, one of these days, you know, when we have like a million listeners, oh, yeah. we'll get to interview Joe Dispenza. That'd be know? crazy. <laughs> so, oh my goodness. <laughs> no. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just visualize it, like seriously, like yeah, 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 <laughs> you know. But hey, that'd be crazy. Um, all right, so let's uh, let's go and wrap this let's thing up it. because it's uh, we're about to run out of. Great Thank you, Brittany, for that that topic. Yeah. That was good. Absolutely, yeah. We had not really um, we didn't talk through this a ton before yeah. we started, so hopefully, hopefully, when we go back and listen to this, it all makes sense. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, but you know, as goals or, or, or challenges, you know, to wrap this thing up, I would say um, begin to try to really examine your motivation. Mm -hmm. Are you motivated because you don't feel good about things? Or are you motivated um, because you want to create a positive influence? Or, you know, do you have some sort of um, positivity surrounding your motivation? Or is it all just out of lack? Um, begin to examine that. And, uh, and then begin to try to create a vision of how you want to change that. How, you, how do you want to be? And uh, I think just, just start exploring that. And, uh, you know, this is something maybe we can, we can dive into again someday. For sure. I'm, what do you got? I absolutely agree with Chris on that. And I'm big with people, you guys. I love people. So I'm going to still one of Chris's points from earlier. He said as long as, you, as long as you're just, like, a little better than somebody, at some area in their life, you can help them. And, like... I believe that if you can just help somebody a little bit, see how that feels and see how that will change your life and and they'll help somebody else and they keep going down. But I like that that one percent better. Like if somebody's one percent better than somebody, you're able to help somebody. So awesome. take that forward. Yeah, no, I like it. I like it. Hey, if y'all uh you know, if you like this, um, please give us feedback, please. reviews. Um, another question. If anybody's got anything, uh, you know, we'd We'd love to develop it if we can. For sure. Um, you know, if we get to the point where we've got a couple of questions, we may combine some. Oh, yeah. And, uh, you know, if we don't feel like we can unpack them to the point where we can get a, a full podcast out of it. So, anyways, thank you all for listening, and uh, we'll talk to you next week. Thank you all.